0: Rugby World Cup starts this Friday a tremendous game to kick it off with the hosts France against three times winners New Zealand match we'll take an enormous amount of interest in because it is quite possible that if we get through our pool stage, taking nothing for granted given that we have to overcome South Africa or Scotland to get one of the two positions coming out of the pool, we then end up playing either New Zealand or France almost certainly given the other strength in that group. So we'll have Brian O'Driscoll on the programme tomorrow night. We'll have Simon Sebo with us on Thursday night. Tonight I'm delighted we have Brent Pope, one of the uh favourite New Zealanders who's been living in Ireland many times. Brent, you came close to being on the New Zealand squad in
1: 87. Well, I we was figured. on the a New Zealand squad but, in 87. And got I got injured. I, I got injured in the last match before the World Cup started, 10 days before, last Ten seconds of the match. I don't know what I was thinking about now. I was rabbiting the try line. and had a great match. i have been just named player of the match. Uh, so that was the good news. The bad news was to follow. Then I had a uh, an injury that kept me out of the World Cup. But uh, it's always been a regret for, for the rest hey, of my life, really. But, you know, going that they went on to win it, especially... Um, now I'm not saying that I would have been... Uh, the, my God, the that's first a real team s- collection. sliding doors moment, isn't yeah, it? can you imagine if, if, I if you have had been Ireland. on a World Cup winning team? Yeah, yeah. my life would have been different. You know. be entirely different. Entirely different. Uh, I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have come to Ireland. So, you know, yeah, that's why it swings and roundabouts, I suppose, another great Irish saying, so... Can you imagine or could you have imagined the way that the Rugby World Cup has developed since the first tournament in 1987 to what it is now? No, because I remember a friend of mine I used to play with at club level, Craig Green was a winger in that final. He went back to work the next day scaffolding in Christchurch, you know, so they got the trophy. Couple of beers after the game, you know, went back down to Christchurch and started working the next day. So, no, things have changed. I mean, certainly, certainly when rugby became professional, it changed more radically. Uh, and in a good way for Ireland, actually, because Ireland were brought kicking and screaming into the professional game because they didn't think they'd have the resources or the structures uh, to deal with professional rugby. And yet, they've now become the blueprint of success for how they dealt with their players and how they've essentially contracted them and how they've looked after players' uh, welfare, both uh, physically and mentally. They've they've really been an extreme success story.
0: But realistically, can we have expectations and hopes about winning the tournament because, hold on let me just put it to you, that of the tournaments we've had to date, New Zealand have won three times but had a long drought between 1987 (laughs) and 2011 (laughs) and were almost overtaken by the fear of winning in 2011 South Africa have won it on three occasions as well and in fewer efforts given that they were only admitted to the tournament from 1995 when they hosted it, England have also been winners but France have never won it, even a major rugby nation like yeah. France has never won it. So, realistically, given that the Australia are also winners, but given the resources that we have in Ireland and the size of population, is it not too much to think that we can actually win a World Cup?
1: Oh, but in, previous, in previous years, up until the last four years, that's probably, uh, logic would say that, but not at this stage. I think this is a team, you know, they're not ranked top in the world for, for without reason. I, you know, uh, it's just been – I can't I can't talk, you know, high enough about what's happened with Irish rugby over maybe the last, you know, six or seven years, started by a lot of coaches but then sort of brought forward by Joe Schmidt and then now further forward by, uh, by Farrell. Uh, it's just – it's a kind of a, an adage that you use in sport, if not now, when? You know, like, I mean, if they're not going to do it this year – and I know you can talk about New Zealand because if you'd have said to me back in 1987 when I was involved – don't worry about it because they'll win it the next four years I that's the way I took it, I thought oh well look I haven't missed out on much because everybody, every All Black's going to have a World Cup medal in the next few years and then it was 20 years as you say before they could win it again, so that's the nasties around the Irish because the Irish haven't been past the quarter final so the pressure will come on, they'll think I think they'll get to a final, I, I think Scotland will put up a brave performance against both South Africa and, and, and Ireland but ultimately I think think they'll fall short of kind of lack of strength and depth. And I think that, yes, you're right. I think that Ireland will either play New Zealand or France in that quarterfinal. Now, can they win those matches? Absolutely. Will they? I don't know. Because that's when experience counts. And that's when having a full uh, starting 15 counts. And I don't know that Ireland can go through games against South Africa, Scotland, Tonga to get to the quarterfinal unscathed. Okay, and then, of course, even if we were to win the quarterfinal, then to
0: deal with the expectations that would come out of that when apparently it would be almost paradoxically getting easier because the opposition coming from the other side of the draw would not be as good. But tell us a little bit, as a New Zealander, about the level of expectation you would have there at present. Because Joe Smith who, of yeah, course, is such the... a successful <laughs> yeah. Irish coach, is involved in the New yep. Zealand coaching staff. There seems to have been a turnaround from last year when Ireland went there and won two games to one the series, and then it all seemed to go wrong again yeah. for New Zealand against South Africa and uh, Twickenham. Yes. Are New Zealand
1: good enough to win this World Cup? Uh, I doubt it. I doubt it. I put them in the four and before the South African demolition, I had them probably at two or three. My pick and order now probably would be there's not much between Ireland, uh, South Africa and France, and I put New Zealand just off that level, I'd have to say. That wasn't the case maybe a month ago, but I think it was a bit of a false storm. That performance that got everybody talking was the performance they put in against South Africa and Eden Park. When if you look at that game and it's an entirety, New Zealand played a fast-paced type of game for the first 40 minutes and blew the South Africans off the park. The South Africans just couldn't get the ball back. When they got the ball back in the second half, they made a pretty good job of trying to win that game back when people said it was unwinnable at half time. South Africans came back into that match. So that was a sign of things to come. I don't think New Zealand can match South Africa's physicality. I don't think any team in the world, apart from France, can actually match South Africa's physicality. The way that Ireland and New Zealand will play South Africa and France will be a different pattern of play, which will be a go round them rather than go through them. Um, so I worry about New Zealand rugby. I don't think they have the team. I think it's probably a weak enough forward pack, probably one of the weaker forward packs they've had at any World Cup. I don't think they've got the right leader. I don't think they've got the, they haven't got a talismanic guy like Richie McCaw at the helm. Uh, I think they're a bit weaker. New Zealand rugby has always been based around loose forwards because I know about that because that's the position I played. And if you go back to the my era, it was like likes of Buck Shelford, Zinzan Brook, then you move on to Josh Cronfield, then Richie McCaw, Kieran Reid. They've always had world stars in their back row. Apart from Marty Savia, they don't really have at the moment. Dalton Papalihi, not bad. Sam Kane, not bad. But they're not world beaters. Okay, so it's remarkable that you would have Ireland ahead of New Zealand
0: in the rankings for the World Cup. But what about South Africa and France? Are France going to implode under the weight of expectation of the local fans and also the
1: injuries to the likes of Entomac and Willemse? I don't think Entomac's injury is going to be as catastrophic as they thought because, you know, they've got replacements there. You know, France's strength and depth won't be tested what will be tested is their mental resolve. And you're right before when you said that. They've probably been the best World Cup performing side if you look at all the finals and semifinals and all that, and yet they haven't won one. And that says something about it. And it's also, you know, people say, oh, you're win, you winning you, when you're hosting. But no, the pressure comes on. They're going to be under the mic. So I remember talking to the All Blacks in 2011 when I was out there when they won that World Cup. They found that World Cup very hard to win simply because everywhere they went, People were talking about rugby. They couldn't get away from the game. These French players, you know, unless they're wrapped in cotton wool 24-7, they're going to go down to the shop and people are going to be saying, oh, well, you didn't perform as well as we thought. You know, all these sort of things are going to come under real scrutiny. And I just don't know how they deal with it. Could they deal with it magnificently and win? Yes, absolutely. They have the players to do it. But I just don't know that South Africa are not the ones sort of waiting in the sort of <laughs> in the long grass, ready to pounce. You defending
0: know. champions, so are you saying that the team most likely to beat Ireland to the
1: crown is South Africa? I think so. Yeah. I just think they they can roll out, as we know, they can roll out two massive forward packs that other teams find very hard to deal with. They can just starve you. They're the one team, apart from France forward pack, when they're on song, they're the one team that can just strangle you of any ball, as proven against New Zealand a couple of weeks ago in Twickenham. Didn't matter what New Zealand did, they just couldn't get the ball back. And that would be my fear of Ireland coming up against them unless they had a game plan, which they do have in their locker, that they move the South Africans around the park as quickly as they can then they can win that match but I still think that'll be I'd like to think it's Ireland absolutely that's why I'm going over because I want to be part of Ireland winning a World Cup so you know I'm, I'm you know yeah (laughs) just sitting on the fence a bit with 3 to. that's what makes it so exciting Matt, you know, this year. It is going to be so exciting and we can hope, but hopefully it will be
0: Ireland. Brent Pope enjoy your trip over, thank you for joining Uh, us and as I said, Brian O'Driscoll tomorrow night, Simon Zebo on Thursday night and then a full preview of Ireland's game against Romania and New Zealand and France on Friday night's Last Word in Sport. The Last Word with Matt
1: Cooper. Weekdays from 4.30 Today